0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've got a story here that Kevin sent me from Ars Technica, and I'm so glad they write these stories because they're often on what seem to be technical subjects, but they're fascinating. And, and once you see it, you go, no, this deserves wider coverage. John Brodkin wrote it. ISPs, Internet Service Providers, complain that listing every fee is too hard, and they urge the FCC to scrap their new rules. So the FCC would like consumers to be told, here's all the fees you're being charged for. And the ISPs complain complaints, no, that's, that's, that's too hard. We can't do that. Can, can, we, can we make sure the rule doesn't say that? And as a consumer protection attorney, I can tell you that simply informing a consumer is often all it takes for a consumer to make a wise choice. And sometimes the merchants know that. They go, okay, what can we do to muddy the waters a little bit or, or, or get away with stuff? And quite often, it's a lack of disclosure. They don't want to disclose things. So the U.S. broadband industry is united in opposition to a requirement that Internet service providers list all of their monthly fees. Five lobby groups representing cable companies, fiber and DSL providers, and mobile operators have repeatedly urged the FCC to eliminate the requirement Before these new labeling rules take effect, the trade associations petitioned the FCC in January to change the rules and renewed their call last week in a filing and in a meeting with FCC officials. See, here's the thing. A lobbying group can call up the FCC and go, we want to sit down and talk to you. And they'll sit down and talk to them. You or I calling up the FCC going, I want to sit down and talk to you. They go, "Uh, why don't you send us an email? The requirements that ISPs list all their monthly fees would add unnecessary complexity and burdens to the label for consumers and providers and could result in some providers having to create many labels for any given plan, the group said in the filing on Friday. Just so you know, these same objections were raised when the government said you need to put labels on food saying what's in the food. Uh, Okay. Uh, When they passed a law in Michigan saying that Uh, service shops, shops that do automotive repair, would have to give a customer an estimate in advance of the work being done. Uh, There were huge rallies held by people who drove their tow trucks to Lansing and drove them around the block where the Capitol is in a show of disgust at a law that would force them to tell people what they're going to be charged. (laughs) The law got passed. The trade group said the FCC should instead require providers to include an explanatory statement that such fees may apply and that they vary by jurisdiction similar to the commission's treatment of government-imposed taxes or require the display of the maximum level of government-imposed fees that might be passed so that consumers would not experience bill shock with respect to such fees. So they're saying, can't we just do some kind of catch-all fees and costs or extra fees or double secret fees, whatever we call them? The filing was submitted by NCTA, which is the Internet and Television Association, which represents Comcast, Charter, Cox, and other cable companies. NCTA's ex-party filing described a meeting with FCC officials that also included Wireless Industry Group, CTIA, and U.S. Telecom, which represents telephone companies, including AT&T, Verizon, Lumen, Frontier, and Windstream. And by the way, ex-party means they met there without the other side. But since this is not an adversarial hearing, I assume they simply meant that they went in and complained and told their side. And um, they didn't invite somebody else uh, from, like, say, consumer groups to counterbalance their argument. The meeting was attended by two other groups representing smaller ISPs. The trade groups met on Wednesday with legal advisors to FCC chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel and Commissioner Brendan Carr, according to the filing. It's been about six months since I've done a story on the FCC and gotten to say Jessica Rosenworcel. Comcast submitted its own filing, urging the FCC to scrap the rules in June. The calls to weaken the FCC's truth in billing rules angered consumer advocates. The label hasn't even reached the consumers yet, but Comcast is already trying to create loopholes. This request would allow the ISPs to continue hiding the true cost of service and frustrating customers with poor service. Says Joshua Stager, a policy director at media advocacy group, Free Press, talking to Ars Technica. And I can tell you that I have been in situations before where somebody provides me with a bill, and it's got a bunch of numbers on it, you know, that are all stacked up to create the number. They, they want me to pay the bottom number. And the bottom number resulted from the numbers above it, okay? Think of accounting, right? This, 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 this. this are the charges, and here's what you owe. And I've asked before, what's this? what's this? What's this? And they go, oh, that's the such and such. And you go, do I have to buy that? No. Can I remove it? Yes. Okay. What about this? What's that? And, you know, many of us have gone through that. The best example I can probably think of that will apply to many of us is car shopping. You're going to buy a car and you sit down and you go, I'm willing to pay you $20,000 for that car. I'm willing to sell you that car for $20,000. Oh, we we have a meeting of the minds. So we go down and we sit down in a cubicle and the salesperson pulls out a bunch of paper, starts filling stuff out. Well, the $20,000 I agreed to pay for the car is not what I paid for the car. I went up paying a larger number. The reason the number escalates and gets larger is because a bunch of things get added on. And you start going through there and you go, wait a second, I don't need the paint protection. I didn't ask for the seat protection. Okay, what's what's this aftermarket third-party service contract? I didn't ask for that. And and if you don't pay attention, they'll just start sticking stuff in there. And I've seen so many purchase agreements and applications for title filled with nonsense. And a client sitting in my office, and if the topic comes up, I often say, "By the way, did you realize that you paid for this?" And They go, "What's that? Paint sealant?" It's probably nothing, literally nothing, but they may have waxed your car. But they probably didn't. They just charged you for paint sealant. Because if you ask somebody, they'll go, oh, your paint was actually sealed at the factory. <laughs> paint sealant. Um, did you know you paid for fabric protection? Did you know that? What's that? Well, somebody went, to, may, well, somebody may have, I'll be careful here, somebody may have gone to the hardware store and bought a can of Scotch and sprayed your seats with Scotchgard. At that point, my client, 50-50, almost always says, my car has leather seats. Oh, they did not Scotchgard your leather. Okay, so they just took your money. They just took your money. And so there are these kinds of phantom fees that get snuck in there that if you didn't know they were there, but you're asked to pay them, because the number one problem is when they ask you to pay for stuff that you would have had a choice on. Do I need to buy this? No, you don't. Okay, can I remove it? Yes. Remove it. And all the times in my life where I've had somebody go, oh no, but you want, you want the paint sealant. You want the uh, fabric protection. No, you want, no, you want that. No, I don't want that. Why do you think I want that? I don't want that. <laughs> So the article's quite lengthy, but John Brodkin does a great job of breaking it down and laying it out, but it basically boils down to this. Do you remember when America Online was a big thing? Everybody got their internet from America Online because they'd gotten a disc in the mail that said 100 free hours, AOL. And people, everyone, everyone had AOL, and you dialed into it, and you had you know a modem that barked at another modem and made all kinds of crazy noises. But I remember reading articles in Wired back then about how, oh, one of these days, the cable companies and the phone companies will be handling all of the Internet because they've already got these places wired. It won't be that hard to upgrade that and turn that into a whole Internet ecosystem, which is what happened. And so, But back when you were on America Online, yeah, it was hard to cancel, but you knew what you were paying for. Because it's pretty straightforward. You're paying a monthly fee. Here you go. Pay your, And then you pay your phone bill and you pay your AOL. So now, of course, when you get your cable bill and your Internet bill, and they're often the same thing, FCC is saying, well, we want you to break it down let people know what they're paying for. And they're saying that would be too hard to do. <laughs> so I'm rooting for the FCC in this one. And you got to understand how hard it is for me to say because I was in radio for so long. Many people in radio consider the FCC the enemy because they're the ones who would make up the rules you got to follow. But uh, ISPs complain that listing every fee is too hard and they urge the FCC to scrap the new rule, which will force them to disclose what they are charging you for and how much. Ars Technica published it. John Broadkin wrote it. Kevin, said it. Thanks a lot, my friend. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. You can't have everything. Where would you put it?